0: Welcome to Be The Light podcast. This podcast is about building a momentum of positive change and healing in you by shining the light on teachers and the wisdom they have to share with us to help us to remember our inner light and to continue to grow. I'm your host, Maria Kammerer. Thanks for joining me today. Today's guest is Michelle Shinagawa. She's a certified Marie consultant, Reiki teacher, and healer. Because of her healing and spiritual background, she can guide us in transforming our spaces and also transforming our lives. Today's conversation is about the Marie method, the life-changing magic of tidying up. So thank you for joining me in the Be the Light podcast. I'm so excited to um, be speaking with Michelle Shinagawa today, and she's going to be sharing with us um, the practice of Marie. Michelle, welcome.
1: Thank, thank you, you for being here. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm so excited to talk about this because I feel like the timing is so good uh, yeah. for this time of year. Marie is the... Um, life-changing art of tidying or tidying mm-hmm. as a way of to change your life <laughs> which is really intriguing to me because um i really want to hear about how to how do you connect tidying with changing your life oh. and, you know i mean because usually tidying is just you get rid of stuff and right. so i want to hear about that and about call marie so if you could oh. share yeah
2: so maybe um, could I start with how I get started, or oh, so,
0: absolutely, okay. that so, is one well, of my questions too. <laughs>
2: um, so how about you? Like, are you a tidy person, or um, are you someone who has stuff around everywhere?
0: I like it when it's tidy; it feels better. Okay, um, uh-huh. but my and my office is super tidy and mm-hmm. very. Um, to me, it feels very feng shui. Uh huh. Um, and then, but my home is always in a process of being a mess, <laughs> and and being tidy. And uh-huh. the person that I live with, my partner, who I love very much, it does not have the same ideas about tidiness. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> as I do. So that's always <laughs> kind of. I would love to hear about that. Okay. <laughs>
2: So I'm more like, or I used to be more like your partner. Um, For me, things were everywhere. Mm. So I would try, especially if I'm living with someone, right, to honor the other person because I know they are suffering by my stuff. But I was always more focused on my project. Like, oh, it's more important for me to learn more skills in Reiki or help people heal. So, you know, Tidying was not top priority. So you know how um, a lot of my girlfriends talk about their husband or their boyfriend, leave their socks all over the place. And (laughs) it was more like that. (laughs) So my stuff, you know, my clothes or um, my paperwork, especially right before I'm teaching, it was just like everywhere. And then I also couldn't find anything. Yeah. So I'll spend like, you know, a whole weekend. I'm like, okay, now, especially New Year, right? Like every New Year, I'll be like, okay, now I'm going to clean up and I'm going to tidy. And then, you know, next weekend, it's like, what happened? What? Did the phone <laughs> go off? <up?"
1: laughs>
2: and I'll have, like shove stuff in the closet. And, you know, there's avalanche when I open it up. So that's how I live my life until I met KonMari and one of the things that I loved about Komari method is that we call this once in a lifetime tiding festival. Yes, so,
0: it's so intriguing to me. Like, <laughs> I love that idea.
2: Yeah, <laughs> So you don't only have to do it once. Right? That's true. <laughs> I think for most of us, it's like, oh God, I don't want to have to do it again. You know, like if I have to do it so many times, then why bother? Yes. <laughs> And then you wouldn't start. So when I heard about them, I'm like, oh, that sounds great. And I started the process. So what's amazing about KonMari Method for people like me who um, love stuff and get <laughs> attached to stuff <laughs> um, is that you can keep as many items as you want as long as they spark joy for you. Mm. So... Um, you know, I'm not a minimalist, so often people say, oh, come Marie," and then, you know, they get mixed up with minimalists. It's not, I don't know if you ever came to my room when we're traveling, but I'm not a minimalist. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of stuff, but they all spark joy for me. Mm. So there is no limitation. It's not like, oh, throw one out, and then you can buy one stuff. No, as long as they spark joy, you can keep them so I
0: love um, that idea why know, is it important to spark joy
2: so the reason what's in the that's important to spark joy is because often people when they're decluttering or tidying or cleaning they focus on the negative mm. so they look around the room and be like oh I don't need this anymore oh I don't like this why do I still have this oh I'm such a mess and instead we focus on what sparked joy in our life. So then when you look at the item, when you're done with the process, then you look around the room, it's like, oh, everything in here sparked joy. And also I've noticed, one, the item, every item in your room, after you do the process, spark joy for you. So like things started to sparkle. But also the other thing is, It seems like, and it's kind of woo-woo, but items start to spark joy once you claim ownership. Mm. So the items that you had for a few years, you like shoved in the back of the closet, but you bring it up. It's like, oh, this sparks joy. Why did I not use this? Uh. Then you remember you use them all the time and they started to shine. So when you're going around the room going like, oh, I don't like this. Let's throw this out. Then you just end up, you know, when you're done with that process, right, if you do the declaring by going with, um, what do I get rid of? How do I minimize? And, you know, it's great, there's many other methods, but what I noticed is that you just always keep looking around the room to see what you can throw away, like mm. the negative, what you don't like. So when you're focused on the joy, the spark joy, then you just keep going around like, oh my God, everything here sparks joy. And
0: <laughs> so you're practicing joy. Yes. You're practicing um, honoring the things around you too and mm-hmm. really enjoying what is there, which is such a beautiful thing. Yes. that's yes. And,
2: and that's totally the point too. Honoring the items mm-hmm. that you own having the owner claiming the ownership because You know, nowadays, especially in this country, we have so much stuff, right? And I'm actually all up for consumerism because I know it gets the economy up and going. So I'm not gonna say don't buy stuff, but after you buy the item, what often happens is, and I'm guilty of that too, I used to do that, I order them, right? It's like, oh, this looks great, and I order them, and then it comes in Amazon or wherever, and then I open it up and I just, put it on the side and never mm. see a for two years. So with yeah. the Kamari method, you only keep the item that sparks joy for you, but also you claim the ownership. So how many items can you keep that you can take care of? Mm. So I started to you know, mend my clothes too, because once you claim your ownership, and then um, I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but we have a specific way we fold clothes. Um, (laughs) I've seen it it's a little daunting (laughs) yes it's it's not uh, when I first saw it I'm like actually one of the first time I heard of Komari method a couple years before I started I heard a couple of my uh, friends talking about like oh have you heard of Komari method you know that folding is so awesome I'm like folding that's a waste of my time I never (laughs) folded. I just like you know after the laundry I just like crunch it in a ball and throw it in in my drawer so for me folding was a waste of my time but then I learned how to fold and it's just like it's so much fun and um so if you watch how to fold the first thing you do is you iron hand iron the item and that's like doing reiki to your clothes it's like oh thank you so much and and it's so funny that when you hand iron them it doesn't wrinkle as much. Mm. So, um, but also that's another way of honoring your item, right? Like, thank you so much for helping me to look beautiful, or protecting me and going all around with me. So you you actually start to create relationship with your item. And then you notice like, oh wait, there is a hole or there is, you know, stuff on here. Let me cut it with scissors. Which when I started to do that, it shocked me because, you know, I used to book... <laughs> so but that's why i think komari method is one of the spiritual practice because mm. you really are going deep within yourself and um another thing is most of us are not in touch with that what sparks joy for us mm. right
0: exactly. we're not focused
2: on that yeah
0: exactly that's really beautiful because you're really, um, you are, you're cultivating your awareness, mm-hmm. right? Of, of what you're consuming
1: mm-hmm.
0: in a way and, and, and really being more, um, it seems like it's more mindful about what you are, what you have
1: yes.
0: because you love it. Mm-hmm. And that really helps you to feel, you know, feel good inside yourself.
1: Yeah.
0: And then you're honoring these. I love that you're hand ironing. <laughs> your shirt so you're really kind of um touching it in a little in a different way you're interacting yes. with your the the material and your home in a different way yes right with more intention
1: mm-hmm. yeah and,
0: and that kind of that is much more um about developing yourself
1: mm-hmm.
0: and your happiness yes yeah yeah so, so that makes more sense to me it yeah, seems like um, it's aligned with your, um, with your Reiki practice. Mm-hmm, some more. Yeah. Do you see a lot of interactions between the two? Yes. Your Reiki practice and
2: yeah. So there's a lot of cross between um, my Reiki students or clients becoming my Reiki. I mean Michael Murray student or um you know the other way around because a lot of people who are more spiritual they want to find another way to relate to their home and Mm -hmm. how to live so another thing that um is very spiritual about komari method is once you hone in the skill of choosing items that spark joy and we actually go through specific method specific way so we have five different categories so we we start with the clothing, because that's the easiest. You may or may not believe it, but that's <laughs> the easiest <laughs> it, to, to decide what sparked joy for you. Mm. And then next is a uh, book category. And then, um, and then you go through papers. And oh. then you go through miscellaneous, <laughs> that's called komonos. And then the last items are sentimentals, because those are the hardest ones. So as you're going through each categories, you're building your muscles of choosing items that spark joy for you. And, you know, for some people it's easy, some people it's not, because most of us, like I said, are not used to choosing items based on what sparks joy. Mm-hmm. And how we do it is by picking up an item and asking yourself, that it spark joy? So you want to actually pick each item and really feel if it sparks joy
1: Mm. and
2: and if it does then you you keep them if it doesn't then you also let go by thanking them so it's not like oh i don't need it and you throw it out but you really you know thank them for all the service all the time that you spend so that way you know you're not feeling guilty that oh well i had this for so long or so and so gave it to me but you and then you also send it out to places like you could donate them Um, You can find the places that is appropriate for each item. So that's also, you know, claiming the ownership and taking care of them, even when you're letting go.
1: Mm.
2: Um, So, but when you do all these and build your muscle, um, you know, figuring out what sparked joy for you, then people start to um, comrade their life as well. Ah. so start to you know choose path that spark joy for you or you know especially in i I live in new york city and i'm sure everywhere else it's same there's so many opportunities right Mm. like all these places you want to hang out all these classes you want to take and we just bombard ourselves just because it's like it's there Mm. but what does really spark joy for you so after you go through the method. Often people start to live life based on what sparks joy. So choosing a life path. Some people, you know, change their career or some people would do something that they always wanted to do, but they just put it in the back burner that they decide, okay, I'm going to pursue this. So that's another way it's a great spiritual practice.
0: Mm, That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I like that you're building the muscle of sparking joy. Mm -hmm. You know, and then, so it does reflect out onto your outer life, you know, the rest of your life, not just your home. Yes. But, and does it help also with your relationships then?
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah. So another thing is often um, we don't look for what spark joy or even like what we need, Mm. right? And, And then how, especially women, communicate our need is by complaining Uh, right right. like oh how come you don't do this or like oh i wish you were this way but if you can change the language into oh this sparks joy right instead of like focusing on the lack of Mm. if you don't like that then what would you like then communicate that oh Mm. i like it when you do this for me or oh this is amazing So it definitely transpired into relationship. And also, you know once you learn how to let go of things like all the sentimental items that doesn't serve you anymore because often we hold on to a lot of things. And um, um, if you feel like this doesn't spark joy, but can't let go, that's often coming from maybe the fear of unknown for the future, right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, one day maybe I will need this or attachment to the past Mm. so as you're going through all the items in your house you're constantly going through that so that's another place you build the muscle and then once you do that it shows up in relationship with people too
0: so it is a way of letting go of uh fear
1: and attachment
0: then because you're really kind of seeing these these um Things that come up as you're looking at the objects
2: yes like.
1: yes
2: yeah you go really deep I mean I when I went to call it sentimental item I'm, then I'm very attached to many things I cried you know quite a few times you know there are things that that I know was not serving me anymore mm-hmm. but I couldn't let go and I had to look and see why is it that I'm holding on to this and and you know if it sparked joy and if it honors me yes i'm keeping them but i knew it was time to let go and i still had a hard time Mm. so that's where i had to really go deep and figure out why am i keeping this and what way can i let go that's honoring for my item like um the hardest thing that i had to let go and hopefully i won't be choking up <laughs>
1: <once> <laughs> it's, talk okay. About this, <laughs> it's
2: was, okay um my um uh, my dog's um favorite toy so it was this teddy bear since uh, he, he had since he was a, a baby and sure. my dog has been gone for 10 years i still talk about him all the time he's the one that guided me to reiki i started reiki for him um, but you know it like I kept this for so long in the back of the closet and it's like it does not spark joy right like I felt bad that I kept it there for so long and what do I do so sure I it ended sense. yeah so I just ended up washing him you know thanking him and then um, there is a um, shrine uh, shrine in um, Seattle that does um, I don't know how he call it like they do the ceremony to like of the dolls. Oh. So once yeah. So I found that place. So I send it over so that they can take your my teddy bear from my home.
0: That, that is beautiful. That is really beautiful.
2: But right. you, you can found your way.
0: You found a way to let it go. Yeah, heal, heal that in you.
2: Yes, and and I still, you know, choke up a little bit when <laughs> I talk about it. But I know I did the right thing, right? Like I, it feels good if I still kept it in my closet. That's just gonna be weighing me down. Hmm. So when you go through that kind of stuff, you can see how I have much more awareness about me and I would have more ways to navigate about people too.
0: Mm. And do you also feel like it by doing that, like your example, does that kind of set you free a little bit from that? Like when you let go of fear and attachment, what happens?
2: Yeah, it's really freeing. So what also what's so great is I walk in my home and it used to be like oh all oh, these incomplete projects right like mm. oh, i got to clean that i got to clean that oh these are such a mess and 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 then now i walk in it's like Oh, hi, everything that sparks joy. And then I'll even like open up a closet. And a, a lot of my clients do that too. They open up the closet just to like see to spark joy because, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, this is so nice. But it, it used to be like, I never want to open my closet because you have an avalanche. <laughs> So, yeah. totally
0: different way of living
2: yeah. <laughs> and also I was able to move after that too about a year um and half maybe after I did the Comary method and I love my place Everyone was like why you're moving you're leaving that beautiful place and I was so attached to the place but I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to move because I had way too much stuff. So I let Mm. go of, just to give you some idea, I let go of um, like about 500 outfits. And and over a thousand books. And about two car loads uh, full, I couldn't fit anyone else, um, in a small SUV.
1: Wow. Wow.
2: after that method. And I live in New York City apartment by myself. <laughs> wow. So I, I really had to, but those are the things that was weighing me down, right? Like, I mean, they served yeah. me well, but like, it was not, you know, not for me anymore. And they were still there.
0: Yeah. Congratulations. That Thank sounds you. so wonderful. Yeah. So wonderful. So then you were able to move easier because you didn't yeah.
2: have so much stuff. And I was able to move. And then because I moved, um, the year that, um, the year after I finished my Kumari method, I was able to travel around to 50 different cities, all these you know, different countries and yeah, it's just very free and I can do what sparked joy for me and, and then also you know, serve the people that I want to serve.
0: Mm. Oh, that's incredible. That's incredible, thank you. So, how do you like, like for me, mm-hmm. like how do you get started? Or, you know, like I said, my partner is not interested. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So let's. That's a two different something. Yeah. Let's talk about you, right? So the way you start out is by going into the house and and then, well, first you want to commit. Mm-hmm. So you want to commit doing the whole process. Mm-hmm. And I, as I mentioned, I have a checklist if you want to use that. Um, yeah, that'd
0: be great. Thank you.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so you commit and then you go into the core of your home, what you consider to be the heart of your home. Mm. So it could be your living room or your bedroom. And over there, you can greet your home. And you can mm-hmm. greet and you know thank them for how many ever years you've been there. And, you know, have a little conversation and let them know that you're going to start Komari Method and, you know, need your, need their support. And then um, and then visualize what your ideal lifestyle looks like, which is really important. And this is what we do at the end of mm. um, our interview that um, I'll lead oh. you into the meditation. That'd but be good. visualizing your ideal home, what your ideal lifestyle look like, because that will keep it, um going for you when things get tough i see because you could be spending many or you will be spending many many hours depends on how many items you have (laughs) (laughs) plenty (laughs) (laughs) and and then so after you you're done with the visualization then you're starting with the clothing so you know the all the five categories i've told you but each categories you want to bring it every item so clothing you want to bring all your clothes in one place and pile it up wow (laughs) (laughs) yes and then you see how much items you have i didn't know how much items i had and when you see it's like oh okay most people um their idea of like they think they have maybe like 200 outfit you probably have three times more of that probably like 600 items So you want to just, you know, go into like all the closet because we often keep everything everywhere. Mm -hmm. So each category, you want to bring everything in and then decide what sparks joy for you. So once you have the pile, then you pick each one, each item one by one, Mm -hmm. and then check and see, does it spark joy? If it sparks joy, you keep them. If it doesn't, then you let it go with gratitude. So you do that through the five categories. And mm. in the meantime, you do temporary storage. So you put them away, but you know, that you think may be good, but that's not permanent. So don't worry about where you're going to serve them. Because as you can see, like, like my place, right? After I let go of that many items, there was much more space. Mm. So you wouldn't know what the space is going to be. And you also don't know what's spark joy at that time because your spark joy level is different the sensitivity to that at the end will be different so you want to just do temporary storage um, during that time and then you go back at the end to find permanent home for each item and that's the key finding permanent home for each item that's how i'm able to you know i used to have everything everywhere and now i can put things away because i know okay scissors go over here Okay, this these books goes over here. And they seem very simple, especially for people who's already tidy. It's like, duh, but people <laughs> like me and maybe your husband, right? Just like we don't do that kind of stuff. So we're like, okay, this is approximately all the junko, And then we just like put them over there, right? So yes. but when you know where things go, and then also once you have the feeling of what it's like to live in home that everything sparks joy and everything went back to their home. Then once you get that feeling that you're always going to want that. So when things are out of place, like when, and you know, I'm not saying it doesn't go, um, how would I say you, it's always going to be tidy. I have days where, you know, I did a whole bunch of things and then I left it that way. But then it's so quick. I used to spend hours trying to clean up before a big project and so I can focus. And now it's like, okay, I'll spend 10 minutes, maybe half an hour to put everything back where it belongs, and then I'm done.
0: Nice. It sounds so um, a wonderful way to live. Right? It's uh, so easy.
2: (laughs) Yes, I know. You know, so that's what what you need to focus on as you're doing this because some people, it's very quick. They can make quick decisions. They don't have too many items. And for some people like me, it took me a long time. So Mm. Marie Kondo suggests that you decide, you set the deadline and be done in half a year. Mm. But for me, it took me, I think it took me like a year and a half.
0: Gotcha. So, so it's um, okay to take your time. It to- Yeah. It's
2: just, you know, generally it's good to do them all at once, but it does take time. And then when you're doing them, it's just like, Oh God, do I need to keep doing this? But then when you go back to your ideal lifestyle, the visualization of your ideal lifestyle, then it's like, okay, you know what? I want that. And that's what takes you back.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. No, that's beautiful. It keeps you going. Yeah. No, I love that. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's welcome. helpful because sometimes when I start to think about, oh, I have to, like you said, tidy, or if I have to organize my life or this, these many projects,
1: mm-hmm. it
0: it becomes. Um, there's a feeling of dread mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. yes. Of, oh my gosh, there's too much to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: but what you're, but it's like there's too much to get rid of. You know, or fix, mm-hmm. but instead, I, I love that um, the that kind of the essence of this practice is about really finding what makes you happy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and looking at each thing. I love that. Um, what What does my home, my ideal home, that would spark the most joy, yeah. look like? Uh-huh. I, mean, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> So it's wonderful. That it makes me makes makes me very happy, actually, because that's in line with um, a lot of other practices, a lot of other spiritual practices.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, is to um, cultivate your happiness and look for what makes you because there's a lot of shirts I can think of right now that do not make me happy. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm like, why am I holding why? <laughs> I've never really asked that. Mm, like when yeah. I buy something, does mm-hmm. this bring me joy? Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. You no,
0: know, that's not really the the question that is forefront in my mind.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's oh like, yeah.
0: Is it? Does it fit? What's how much is it? What fabric <laughs> like? You know, it's gonna you know last. Like there's a <laughs> lot of things that I. But it's not. Is it gonna bring me joy? Yeah. So I'm kind of excited about that and uh looking at the things around me in a in a different way. Thank you.
2: Right. Yeah. And could I tell you a little bit what you said? Like, remember sure. something about the clothing? Yeah, please. So one of my clients, when we're going through clothing, she had maybe about a dozen of clothes that sparked joy for her. But at the same time, like was weighing her down. Mm. So like she was like, well, I think it sparked joy. But then at the same time, it doesn't. So we put it on the side as we're going through. And then we, we went back to it. And what we discovered is that when she was wearing those clothes, she, she was given negative comments. Oh, So those memories were there, but she didn't even remember that's why, right? So those clothes that she actually liked that sparked joy for her Mm. has been sitting in a closet and she hasn't been able to wear it because she remembers the negative comment or that that she may not even remember but like there's a feeling of it
1: Mm, so what
2: we end up doing was we actually just released all that negative comment from the clothes then she was able to wear it again so Mm. that's another thing too really paying attention to what's in your closet Right? Like there may be certain ones that it's just like, oh, I just bought it because it was bargain. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then I discovered that I don't fit in anymore. Yeah. But there may be certain clothes that really spark joy, but you're not wearing it because maybe something negative happened to you. Mm. And then what you need to work on is just releasing those from you mm. instead of just keeping it in a closet. And then there are certain ones like you could maybe you know you can let go by letting go of them if it mm-hmm. doesn't spark joy.
0: That's so, just beautiful.
2: Beautiful.
0: Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so, did you, you said you would lead us in a practice? Yes.
2: Yay. Yes.
1: To get us
0: started. <laughs>
2: okay. So, <laughs> so, what I recommend when you do this meditation is you go sit at the heart of your home, mm-hmm. wherever you consider it to be where you're most comfortable and where you feel at home. And then I'll, um, I'll guide you through. So, so for your listeners, and you'll be staying in your beautiful podcasting room. <laughs> <laughs> but for your listeners, if you're listening to this, I recommend that you maybe pause in this and then go to the part of the room that is the center core for your home. And then once you sit down, close your eyes and take a nice deep breath in to connect to yourself and breathing out.
1: Breathing in one more time and breathing out.
2: And now I want you to visualize how would you like to spend your time at home? in your ideal lifestyle
1: what's surrounding you in your ideal lifestyle who's surrounding you and what kind of activities or routine would you have in your ideal lifestyle
2: And I want you to be as specific as possible. So if you're a visual person, as you're going through the routine of your ideal lifestyle, I want you to just look around the room and see all those items that spark joy. So that's in your your mind's eye, so with your eyes closed, just visualize, you're looking around and what would you see in your ideal lifestyle?
1: Who would you be with in your ideal lifestyle? What would you be do, What would you be doing in your ideal lifestyle? And how would you like to spend your time? In the morning, what would you see first thing in the
2: morning when you open up your eyes? What items that comes into your eyes that spark joy for you first thing in the morning that gives you energy? And what kind
1: of ritual would you have? So you can just visualize or feel yourself going through your home that sparks joy. That's your ideal home. And going through your ideal ritual that sparks joy for you.
2: And that could include your favorite mug, if you're a coffee or tea drinker. What mug would spark joy for you? What mug that you can't wait to get it out of the cabinet to drink your beverage with? And when you open up your closet to pick clothes for the day, what would that look like? What kind of spark joy closet would you have? And when you go look yourself in the mirror, and if you're a woman who put makeup in, how are they stored? In what way are things stored that spark joy for you? So keep visualizing your ideal lifestyle and also your ideal home in detail. Maybe you can have a house tour of your home. Maybe you can go through bedroom in your mind's eye and you look around and see what's in your bedroom, the spark joy. If this was your ideal room, your spark joy bedroom, what does it look like? Maybe you can go into your bathroom, your spark joy bathroom. What does it look like? How would you decorate
1: it? What's in your medicine cabinet? What would that look like?
2: And maybe your living room, your dining room, your kitchen. In your mind's eye, you can visualize what it looks like,
1: if it's your spark joy home, your ideal life, an ideal home, what would that look like?
2: And in your spark joy ideal home, if you go into the kitchen and open up your cabinet, what does it look like? When every item in there sparks joy for you, How
1: does it make you feel?
2: So you may have more than one bedroom, so you can keep visualizing all the rest of the rooms.
1: And keep visualizing them and
2: feel them in your body. What does it like? to live in your ideal lifestyle, in your ideal home. And bring your hands over to your heart and feel the joy living in this space, living in your home and keep filling up your heart
1: with joy
2: and intensify it. So keep breathing in the joy in the feeling you get from living in this place. And breathing out. And breathing in the joy, bringing it over to your heart and intensifying it. And breathing it out. One last time, breathing in big joy.
1: And breathe out. And when you're ready, gently open your
0: eyes. Oh, thank you so much for that beautiful practice. Thank you, Michelle, for sharing with us today. I'm so glad. Thank, thank you for inspiring um, me. <laughs> for your, you know, for sharing your wisdom, and really helping. Um, to wrap my mind around the Cone Marie practice. <laughs> no, it's just it's wonderful. Thanks for your time
2: today. Thank you. Thank you so much for letting me share with you. Yeah, no
0: problem. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle Shinagawa, for joining us today and for sharing the magic of the Cone Marie method. If you want to find out more about Michelle and her work, you can find her at purplefishhealing.com. Thank you for listening to the Be the Light podcast and for shining your light into your life, becoming part of this momentum of positive change and healing. I'm your host, Maria Kammerer. You can find out more about my work at attunecincinnati.com.